and welcome to the First and Ten podcast. This is our final podcast before the draft. I mean, I'm so excited. This is uh, what I've been needing. I've been desperate for some sport and uh, yeah, finally it is here. It is draft day. I mean, I'm hoping it is like the field draft day and some GM at the top makes some absolutely insane moves for no real reason. But, oh God, I'm so excited for it. Uh, yeah, we've got a, a good episode coming up. We I asked you for your hot takes the only thing with that is they needed to needed to uh, be something you actually believed. So yeah, we got some uh, good ones, some uh, some plenty hotter than others. Um, but yeah, we'll run through them. Um, obviously, this is the first podcast since uh, the Gronkowski news, and uh, you've had a question about that, so we'll go through that. Um, and yeah, I'll have uh, a few predictions of my own that um, could happen tonight to uh, really get you in the mood. Um, so let's start off with that Gronk news. He has gone to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He has joined Tom Brady. Um, he has broken my heart. Uh, no, I am happy for him. Um, but so I'll ask a question. It is from our Saints podcast. That is at Saints FAT. Um, so here's a question for those Patriots fans who outright who aren't outright bandwagon into Tampa. How do you feel about Brady and Gronk from here? Do you want them to succeed in Florida? Do you want them to fail or do you not care? Um, personally, I want them to, want them to succeed. The reason I got... Well, the reason I was a Patriots fan was because of Tom Brady. My first ever season watching the NFL happened to be that season that Tom Brady got in. Tom Brady's first season. And obviously, I, I, I probably wasn't a Wagon fan back then, but it was hard not to if you were... Uh, watching around then they were the underdog story at that time they were the the team that sort of come from nowhere to win so you know I'm taking it so Brady is I mean he's all I've known as quarterback of the Patriots so this is gonna be such a weird year so I will always want Brady to do well whether that's at the Patriots or anywhere else I'm not saying I'd want him to beat the Patriots I hope the Patriots beat the Bucks in the Super Bowl but yeah, for me, if it's not the Patriots, I really want it to be the Bucks, and that goes for Gronk as well. I mean, again, one of my favourite players of all time. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I I just don't know why you would want, not want them to succeed. From the Patriots' point of view, this deal, I think, is perfectly fun. I'd, I am quite down with the Patriots this year and their chances, so... I mean, Gronk coming back wasn't going to be the difference. It didn't seem like he was going to play for the Patriots, uh, maybe if Brady was there. It seems like he just wanted to play with Brady and no other quarterback. So, I mean, he wasn't going to play for us. So we've got a fourth-round pick for basically nothing. If he wasn't going to play for us anyway, you might as well get the pick. And uh, let him go back and play because, I mean, it just it's a business decision at the end of the day and these are the sort of things Belichick does. I mean, he wanted to trade him to the Lions not too long ago, so... I mean, the fact that he would trade him now is not a big surprise. But for me, yeah, I think this is a a good move for the um yeah for the Bucks. I think what's underrated in this isn't the catching so much. I think that is obvious. Um, if he, if he's as healthy as he's sort of claiming, and personally, I think that year off is a sort of thing that could rejuvenate someone like him who is sort of suffering, having that time off to really recover, heal up, get back to full health. That is going to do nothing but good for someone like Gronkowski. We saw it with Marshall Lynch where he took the year off and come back. He was almost stronger for that year off. So it wouldn't surprise me if we saw Gronk have a bit of a sort of swan song at the end of this career. So, yeah. But it's the blocking. The blocking there. 
the, the Bucks need help on the line, and Gronkowski is going to help so much in that sense. Obviously, he's not a lineman, but I mean, even when he could barely move at the end of that Patriots run, he was still probably the best blocker on the team. Almost, he was incredible, and yeah, that is going to be so underrated from the Bucks' point of view. I think they'll go tackle tonight at fourteen if they don't even even if they don't move up. Um, so. Yeah, it's only going to help. And having a friend there for Brady is, um, yeah, great for them. And all of a sudden, I mean, I think people have overrated how much OJ Howard was going to have an impact on this team. This uh, the notion that Tom Brady's some tight end whisperer just isn't really true. He, I mean, he is when he's had someone like Gronk. Um, that's because Gronk is probably the best tight end of all time. That's not because he's a tight end, that's because he is incredible. He'd be one of the best receivers of all time. He is an incredible player. That that was because of the talent. It wasn't because he was a tight end. He wasn't just throwing him throwing to him because he was a tight end. We've seen over the years that plenty of Patriots tight ends haven't done nothing when Gronkowski's not been there. I mean look at last year. I mean I don't know if people forgot to tell Brady that he loved tight ends when he wasn't throwing to any of those guys. But yeah, I I think Howard will probably be traded at some point in the not-too-distant future for probably not a lot. And, I mean, I was a bit surprised it didn't end up going the other way in this deal, to be honest, because the Patriots obviously need tight end help. He's a former first-round pick, and he has the upside there. But, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up even being cut at some point if they can't find a trade partner. But, yeah, Cameron Brait is the interesting one here. He was my sneaky sort of tight end. I felt like he was more of a Brady tight end anyway, but... Yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But yeah, back to the question. I do want them to want them to succeed. They're yeah, they're two of my favourite players of all time. And personally, I don't see it as bandwagoning. I'm just rooting for players that I like. I even like the Colts when Andrew Luck was there. He's my favourite player. I love the Colts. Not so much now without him. But yeah, because of individual players, I'll always root for them. But yeah, I think it's fine for Patriots fans to root for the Bucks now. Especially if it's a if it's a sort of a second team, you know. I'm not one for having a second team, but just teams that I like. And they'll be one that I won't be unhappy when they're winning games unless they're playing the Patriots. So, yeah, hopefully they can uh, have some success in uh, Tampa Bay. So, now I'm going to move on to your hot takes. And some of these are really good. So, let me find them. Uh, there they are. So, we have... Our first one. Oh, sorry. Lost it there. Yeah, that's bad. Right, so we have our first one. Um, this is from Ross, who is at Sky Blue Chiefs. He has CJ Henderson goes top 10, which if you uh, saw Ash Teal's mock draft earlier, you know that the Falcons traded up in that to get him. So maybe that could that could happen. And he also says Tua goes to the Jags, which is one I really like. I'll talk more about that one later on because uh, it is in one of my bold predictions that Tua is a Jaguar but yeah I like those picks so that is uh, from Ross cheers that cheers for those there we had have Erfen Chaudhary who is at Sir Chow 23 so sure I guess um Sir Chow uh, at Sir C-H-A-U 23 so give him a follow uh, he says Tua should go one Burrow should go three or after <laughs> I I get where he's coming from. I love Tua. He is my number one quarterback. But I think with the injury risk, 
you have to go Burrow at number one if you're the Bengals. If there's no consequences to it, I'm taking Tua. But there is consequences for these uh, GMs and coaches. You just can't take that risk, especially in these circumstances where they haven't been able to properly work him out. But yeah, I do get where he's coming from. I love Tua there. But um, yeah, he says Tua should go at number one. So next up, you have full 10 yards. You are at full 10 yards. He says, and got Quaid to be traded during the first round of the draft. He says, that hot enough for you? I mean, it is. I, I, I am also on this that he could be traded. The logistics of these trades seems to be harder right now, but teams are going to find a way to make it work. And I think he is someone that could be involved in trade discussions tonight. This... I mean, as we talked about in the last podcast, all the uh, all the stuff on Twitter with um, Tony Khan, it wasn't great. But yeah, I think he could well be uh, well be moving tonight. So next up, we have Wellowino, who is at Wellowino. So Wellowino, Wellowino, uh, he says Judy will fall to the twenties, and Ravens will move up to take him. Um, I mean that it that is. That is a hot take. I don't think I've seen Judy go that far yet. But if he does, then that is a hell of a pickup for the Ravens. He is a Ravens fan, so it might be wishful thinking. I'm not sure. But yeah, that is that is a take. Um, I just can't see Judy falling. But, I mean, he's the one I think will not fall out of the three. I've said it. I've been, sort of been on record this week saying that I do think wide receivers will fall. I don't think he is one of them. I think he'll be gone pretty early. I think the... Uh, Raiders at 12 is his floor, but we will see on that one. Um, next up, we have Tom Hart. It was at Tom Hart 82. He says, Tua to the Patriots. Now, this is a man talking my my language. I would love this move. If if Tua makes it into double digits, then the Patriots have to move for him, don't they? I mean, I think Sidham's shown a little bit in preseason last year, but that's about all. You can't not move up for him if he is available. Yeah, if if he makes double digits then and the Patriots don't make a move, I'll be so gutted. I, I am very prepared for it to get to 23. He's still on the board and the Patriots trade out and take a guard at 30 or something. So, yeah, I very Patriots move to not take him if he fell. But, yeah, two is the Patriots is one I really like. Next up we have at the Tudorist, who is Gareth Howells. He says Herbert to the Dolphins. Um, I'm not sure that's that hot anymore, is it? Uh, it feels like it's the most predicted one, but... Personally, I just I don't believe that he will go there, but yeah, this is uh this seems to be the, the sort of almost a consensus now, which seems odd from where we were probably two weeks ago. And uh following that up with uh another Herbert one, we have Ian who is at Roachy nineteen eighty five. It says Herbert falls out of round one. I mean this would be mental, wouldn't it? This would be insane. I can't see it, but that that is that might be the hottest one so far. Uh, that Herbert falls out of round one. <laughs> There's somebody will take him, surely. But, I mean, it'd be uh, a really good draft story. Um, so, Robbie, who is at Robbie Alfaro 3, he says, Raiders trade out, trade, what, trade one of their first round picks for Jamal Adams. I mean, there was talk that the Jets wanted to trade Adams, wasn't there? Going back to, was it the Combine? I can't remember when that story came out, but it might have even been further back than that now. But um, yeah, there was talk that the Jets would be open to this, so it would make sense. I mean, the Raiders 
could do with a player with uh, Adam's talent. I think, well, any team in the league could do with a player of Adam's talent. He is phenomenal and one of the best players in the league for me. If he's available for a first, then I think there's plenty of teams out there that should do it. Um, if it happens or not, I don't know. But, yeah, I really like this one. Um, then we have... Um, right, we have uh, at FF Empire, who is a friend of the podcast, came on three weeks ago now. Uh, that is Fantasy Football Empire. He says, Saints use a first or second round pick on a quarterback. I don't think they have a second round pick, do they? But um, I could see this happening. I mean, especially if Drew Brees is retiring and they know it. I don't buy into the hype of... Um... God, I can't think of his name. God, it's just gone out of my head completely. The other guy there, who they love, apparently. Who's sort of a quarterback, throws about three pass a year. Oh, God, I can't think of his name. I don't know where that's gone. Anyway, him, anyway. I, I don't buy into that, that they love him like they do. And, yeah, I could really see this one happening. Whether that's love or someone else, yeah, I could, re I could really see them doing it with that first-round pick. They don't need that much now. As if you listen to our mock draft um, podcast, our one that's released probably about an hour before this, I made a big move up in that with the Saints and uh, draft a wide receiver because I just don't think they need that much. But, yeah, that'll be uh, an interesting one. We've got another Justin Herbert one. Someone who thinks he's going to fall is Toby Smith, who is at Tweets of Toby. He says, Justin Herbert will not be picked in the top 20. Again, this is uh, a bold one, but it happened in our first podcaster's mock draft, so it could definitely happen. Whether it will or not, I don't think it will, but, I mean, it's not impossible. If he gets past six, then all bets are off, really. But who knows on that one. So we have a couple left. For, uh, next up, we have B-Well, who is uh, Sean, who is at Skipper AFC. He says, Panthers are draft a quarterback and Will Greer gets traded to the Patriots. I mean, that's a hot take, isn't it? Because, I mean, Will Greer didn't show a lot. I mean, Sean is Will Greer's number one fan. So that probably explains that. He, yeah, I mean, the Panthers draft a quarterback, I think, could happen. Although, I think even if they keep Teddy for a year and then cut him, if they let someone sit behind him, it's I think it's twenty million or twenty million plus to get him a dead cap next year to get rid of him. So I think it sort of makes the Panthers less likely to draft one. I think it's not necessarily the right move because I'm not really a Teddy Bridgewater believer. But yeah, that'd be an interesting one. The Patriots trading for Greer. There was talk that they were interested in him a year ago, so it could happen. I think if they're going to trade for a random quarterback or not even random, but another quarterback, Josh Rosen's one to look out for. I would say. Obviously, that relationship with the Dolphins, I don't know if the Dolphins would trade him in division, but, I mean, if they pick up a quarterback, they haven't really got much use for Rosen, so we could see uh, Rosen as a Patriot. That wouldn't be the biggest shock outcome. In fact, that was going to be one of my bold predictions, sorry, that uh, Josh Rosen ends up as a Patriot, but, yeah, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll get back to that one later. So, our final one, and this is from Chris Topher. Is that his real name? Who knows? That is uh, Chris Dematic. At Christomatic, sorry. He says, three quarterbacks gone in the top four. Herbert, Burrow and Tua. I think this would be bold, wouldn't it? Obviously, this would involve trading up. The problem with that for me is, I think if you need probably the Dolphins and someone else from outside 
to move up, whether that's the Jags or someone else, for this to happen. Because I just don't see the Chargers making that move. If I think they're happy to go the year of Taylor if it has to be that, to be honest. So I can't see the Chargers. So you're looking at someone else moving up from a bit deeper. So, yeah, an interesting one. Um, yeah, it would uh, make a few of these star players drop a bit, wouldn't it? Um, I'm assuming it's those three and Chase Young in in his head, but who knows? Um, if that happened, then, yeah, really throws things out and you're going to see some really talented players dropping down the list. So that brings us to the end of those hot takes that people actually believe. So I am going to get onto some bold predictions myself. Not necessarily hot takes. These are sort of things I think could actually happen. I'm going to start off with uh, the Jags. I already mentioned them. I really think they are a team, if anyone's going to move up, I think it's the Jags. I'm not buying that they're all in on Minshew. I mean, they went back to Foles last year and I know there's reasons why they had to give Foles a chance, but they went back to Foles last year when they could have just stuck with Minshew then. I'm not buying that they are all in on Minshew myself. They have, I think they have more picks than all but two teams. They might even have the most picks, but they've got a lot of picks in this draft. I know they've got a lot of holes to fill, but they've got a lot of picks. It wouldn't surprise if they package up two or three of them and move up. I really think if someone moves up into that top five, it's going to be the Jags from nine. And if that's not for a quarterback, then I'd be stunned. I just, I still don't buy that anyone's moving up into this top five and not taking a quarterback. Personally, like Chase Young, I think is amazing, but I just don't think you move up for an edge rusher. I don't think they make that much difference to a team as an individual. I don't think you draft an excellent edge rusher and all of a sudden your team's good. I mean, the Texans had JJ Watt back in the day, winning Defensive Player of the Year, and they had the number one overall pick. So I'm just I'm just not someone that buys into. I'm, if you want to sit there and take one at two, fine. But personally, I don't buy into trading up for them. I I don't personally. I'm not trading up into that top five. Maybe even like the top ten, unless it's for a quarterback or a very special talent. And while Young is a special talent, I just don't think he's someone. I just don't think an edge rusher, whoever it is, is uh, this isn't a knock on Young. This is a knock on the position that I just don't think you trade up for someone like Young and. I know that's not necessarily the conventional thinking on that, but yeah, for me, if I'm going that the Jags trade up from nine and uh, select a quarterback, and I can't see that quarterback being anyone but Tua, personally. Right, some of the others we have. So I forgot to mention in that um, Jaguars thing that they do have and got quite a trade as well, so that is one to look out for. I think he is someone else that they could package up. So they might not even need to give up a pick. If one of these teams wants an edge rusher or a player of and got quite his talent, then I mean him plus a first round pick is uh that is a lot of value on its own. So yeah. The Jags are one to really look out for tonight, I think. Personally, I think they're one that could really move up. A lot of things I've seen have them trade down, but I just can't see it. They don't need to accumulate more picks. If anything, they need to pick less players, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I mean, the next one, we've already mentioned it, is Josh Rosen ends up as a Patriot by the end of this process. Whether that's in a couple of weeks' time or whenever, I think Josh Rosen will be a Patriot. Obviously, the Patriots have uh, links with the coaching staff there. Rosen is going to be heading up the door at the Dolphins, isn't he? I think they'll be going with uh, Fitzpatrick and whichever rookie they draft. There's just no need to keep Rose on the board, and you probably can get a pick back for him, even if it's a later round pick. 
So yeah, for me, the the Patriots were linked with Rosen so heavily when he actually came out. They were there was all talks they could make a massive move up from. They'd probably been picking thirty two then, wouldn't they? Thirty two or thirty one, I guess. Uh, when he come out, they could make a massive move up into the top ten to get Rosen, and obviously that didn't happen in the end. He went to the Cardinals, but I think Rosen is a player that the Patriots would be really interested in, especially if he was available for like a mid round pick or. Something like that. Maybe even that fourth round pick they got for Gronk. Who knows? But yeah, if they can't get some... I just can't see the Patriots coming out of this without improving a quarterback somewhere. And whether that's picking up Rosen to take a chance on him. Even if you brought Rosen in with a mid-round pick to compete with Hoyer and Stidham, I mean, that's fine by me. I, w- I would imagine Rosen would win that battle, but who knows? But yeah, Rosen uh, to the Patriots is probably my boldest prediction, I would guess. So my final one on these is the wide receivers. I've been on this for so long that you just that the wide receivers they're gonna drop. I just don't see how if you're a team that needs a wide receiver and something else, you don't go with that something else in the first round just because the value that's gonna be there later on. There's no need to take a, court, a wide receiver sorry in the first round. If you're at the back end of this first round, take someone else like a cornerback or one of these edge rushers or you know even on the tackles and get a wide receiver in the second or third round. Your team's going to be better off for it, and I think most teams will choose that option. And that's why I think that we've seen a lot of wide receivers mocked in the first round, and when it comes down to it, that won't happen. We saw two wide receivers go off the board last year in the first, and I think we'll see more than that this year. I think it'll be four, maybe five. But for me, it's uh, five max. I just can't see a way six get into the first round unless something really odd happens, and maybe there's a real early rush. But for me, yeah, the wide receivers falling is uh, my prediction. So, yeah, I've got the Jags moving up. I've got wide receivers falling. And I've got Rosen being a Patriot. So that rounds us up for our pre-draft coverage. We will be back tonight. Uh, we'll be on about half 12, I think, to do a live stream. Hopefully you can join us. Um, send in any questions you've got. Let us know you, about the picks as they're going on and your takes on them and how you feel about them. Yeah, we are... Yeah, if you can join us, it'll make uh, it go a lot better. So we'll be watching on TV and uh, sort of reacting to that. So, yeah, you can react along with us. If you want to come on, let us know. I'm sure we can arrange that, send in any questions. Um, we're at first and 10 underscore on Twitter or we are uh, first and 10 on Facebook. So follow us there. It'll be on Facebook Live. So come and watch along with us. Um, and that will be that until then. So this is our second podcast today. So go and listen, uh, listen to the other one. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. And... Uh, Thank you for all the listens and views of our articles and all that stuff through this whole draft period. We couldn't do this without you guys, you know that. So thank you so much for all you do for us and all the shares and all the different things you do for us. So uh, yeah, thank you very much and we will be back probably tomorrow with a reaction to the first round Um, and we'll be back with more draft coverage and draft reactions in the next week. But until then, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you later on.